From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast in sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod and over on TikTok. Now let's crack open, let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. Let's do it. I uh, you made me get the beer today, so we go with the classic Rolling Rock. It's an easy drinking beer. Oh, it's smooth, smooth as I mean the green bottle alone. Yeah. I mean you know you can't leave. The thing is with the green bottle is you got to drink them when you get them. You know, it's not like an old Coors can that you can have in the back of your fridge for forever. I mean, the light is going to get in there. Yeah. It's going to make it taste not that much different because it's a <laughs> rolling rock, but, you know, different enough to where in my mind of not a scientist, it's uh, frustrating. Yeah. So. All right. So today we are covering the John Tavares injury, some playoff coverage, previewing our next pop culture series and some questions from the Internet. Don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver and Patreon to support the show over on YouTube. Uh, and getting ready for our June 26th show at Tailgate HQ with the McCanns. Thanks, uh, Paul, yeah. for showing up. I'm going to do it every time <laughs> until June 26th, bro. So so how are you this week, bud? I'm doing pretty good, man. I, uh, I'm i not going to spoil my uh, what's snapping my stick, but uh, we got uh, a great weekend planned a oh, yeah. couple of different things uh that, that's going on and then a day after this comes out i'll have five days of work until i'm getting footage for our all these folks at home on the beach bro oh, i'm just oh, i'm just so excited i'm uh i'm vaxxed up i'm waxed up i'm ready to go yeah. dude i'm ready to go <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm uh i'm i'm Oh, just pumped, man. You know, I'm I, pumped you know, for you, dude. You know, I need it. Uh, obviously, you know, I've done a great job of hiding it here on the show, but uh, it's been a long year for your boy. So yeah. I'm pumped. How about you, big dog? How, what's Do, up with you, man? Good, man, uh, you know, we're, we're coming. We're coming off of our big uh, live first live recording show with Manny Blue. That was a great time. Awesome. And I went to the show on yeah. Saturday. I, I uh, wasn't able to make it, but I heard it was great. It was great. Shout yeah. out to shout out to Manny. Snagged me a hat. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not hard to get me to snag a hat <laughs> from you. But uh, but no, they gave me a, a hat some, just has to be there. Uh, free. Right. That's pretty much it. Well, but to be fair, I didn't get a Yeehaw hat yet because I got a Manny Blue hat instead. Yeah. I am going back to get a Yeehaw. Oh, yeah. They had some so dope one, but they gave me uh, like three free stickers and nice. uh, a koozie. I should have I should have opted for the koozie on the show. So uh, maybe I'll rock it on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, my arm's a little itchy. Now I'm, I'm a, uh, about six days recovered now from my tattoo. It's a big piece, and it's getting. A, last night was a real itchy while I'm trying to sleep, and you can't but really scratch it. Thing so is, you're pretty used to big pieces, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let's jump straight into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. That John Tavares injury was pretty wicked. It was. Real quick, I do want to say I normally don't compliment you, and I'm not a big tattoo fan. Your tattoo is sick, bro. Oh, that thanks, new man. tattoo is sick, man. Yeah. I, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. I would never, you know, 
bumper sticker the old Ferrari <laughs> over here, but it does look really good. Uh, I did want to want to say that. I love that we have an in-house, you know, uh, professional license. Yeah, yeah it's licensed and uh, certified professional personal athletic trainer. Yeah. So that's sick. So we're yeah. going to get a lot more quotes from her just because yeah. purely because we have it. Yeah. So the John Tavares injury uh, has been confirmed. He does have a concussion. And I think that was at the minimum that we knew what was going to happen. No structural damage. So that's great. Uh, I don't know. I think it's at minimum two weeks before he can come back. But we do have a quote from our, from our in-house professional uh, expert, uh, uh, Miss Hannah Busby. She's a licensed and certified personal athletic trainer, bachelor's in athletic training and a master's in uh, exercise and sports science. Uh, so here's the quote from her about the injury when uh, when we discussed it. A lot of times when a hit like that happens, the athlete thinks they are more OK than they really are. That's why he was able to get to his knees. But when he uh, gets to his knees, though, we catch a glimpse of his face and he just kind of looks absent. At that point, the athletic therapist is trying to get him on his back so that he can stabilize his cervical spine. Um, the process of cerv cervical stabilization and spine boarding is usually precautionary and probably a good idea for this case. At one point, you do see blood coming from John Tavares's ear. Usually with blood from the ear and or nose, we worry about subrospinal fluid uh, or disruption. That just means that there's something wrong in the brain and or the spinal cord. Very serious and needs to be transported immediately, which he was. He spent the night in the hospital. Luckily, he got out with just a concussion, no structural damage. The thing is, there were so many big words in that that I could barely follow it. So that's how you know it's legit. Yeah. Okay. That's uh that that was a legit statement. So maybe we should just do her full resume. You know, yeah. maybe she'll yeah. be working for the Preds soon. Yeah. Well, full disclosure. This was just a part of her statement. Uh, it was about a two-page uh, statement. Well, we can't you. take the whole quote. Yeah. We, I mean, we got we got fans to please. I mean, that was. If your thing is, if you're listening to us, there was already like eight words too that were too big for yeah. our fans to understand. So, but that but that is a good glimpse of something that you know because we all just make comments like, "Oh, that's that's yeah. an ACL for sure." You know, yeah. you see how he does this. But that's uh, I mean, you just you're just glad that uh, he got out. Yeah, with only the concussion. Now, because, I mean, what are your opinions on Feligno going out and starting the fight with Corey Perry after this? Because listen, I hate Corey Perry, but honestly, th this hit was an accident. This was there was no uh, malicious intent in this hit at all. Corey Perry clearly <clears throat> did not mean to do that. Right. It wasn't like the elbow to Ryan yeah. Ellis and, type of deal. Yeah, and there are a lot of people who support the fact that Feligno went out and fought I do. Him. I'm, I'm the supporter. I mean, <laughs> see, accident or not, that's your boy. That's yeah, your star. But the you problem is, at, like, at that point, like, it becomes very, like, what happens if it was like someone just trips over like a broken stick and they fall and, and, and the same. Like, well, that's it, different because they did, you know, I mean, if he went, if Feligno went out and like fought the stick, I'd be like, hell yeah, get it, boy. You know, I mean, it's not, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not completely against it, but I think I've that had, it's kind of, I don't know, because it was very clear that Corey Perry was distraught about it because Corey Perry immediately like went down to a knee when he saw it. I mean, he didn't even continue to play. I, yeah, I have, I've had, we've said many things on, Corey Perry and our distaste for him and I mean he's literally a portion of our joke of the week yeah. uh, you know segment but I don't have I don't think that he was malicious like a lot of things that he does seem to be I also don't have the problem with him going and squaring up I mean just yeah. you, you gotta yeah. it's and hockey I, under I understand you know? two points of it Feligno's point was kind of you know it, it go ahead it, it helps everyone move past it so that nothing happens later on. Right. And so I, you I got to get your fans I do, back into it. I do like the point that, point that it was more of just like a, they went out there and he said, hey, we're going to fight now. And it wasn't like a 
he goes after him from behind on the next play. Or it something. wasn't malicious on Feligno's part yeah, either. It, it was more of a like a Agreed. we're gonna square up. We're, this is the easiest and best way to settle this right now. Yeah. Personally, I don't think there was really anything to settle because it was a complete accident. But I think it's for I, your. I, I think yeah. it's for your. You, you're settling it for your bench. You're settling it for your yeah. fans. I, f- I feel like because. If it doesn't happen, then it's just this lingering yeah. thought. All and then anything he does, then we're exactly as you said. We're glad didn't happen. Happens. Yeah. Then it happened. Oh yeah. well, we got to get him right yeah. now. I'm I'm not completely against the fight. I just wanted to get your opinion about it. Yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. Generally, fights for yeah. him. No. <laughs> um, Nazim Kadri uh, suspended eight games for his hit. I believe that was Whew. against uh, Justin Falk. That's a lot. That's a lot That's of games. That's a lot since of games. Considering that like Tom Wilson didn't even get suspended eight games for his hit, which I mean, I'm not saying he didn't get suspended any games. Yeah. And that was the, <laughs> and so eight games in the playoffs. That's an insane amount. That is uh, that would, is like they that's the crazy thing about the players, the player safety, the whatever. Uh, it's it's so inconsistent. Like, listen, I everyone saw that a, a suspension might come, but the eight games is like 15 regular season games. I think he's so upset about it because with the way the Wild are playing, they're going to go to the Stanley <laughs> Cup not, yeah. and he's not even going to be he's still going to be suspended next season. <laughs> that is absurd. And we've talked about it. It would be different if this was just like a standard. It's like you knew it was coming type of deal. But there is no telling what's going to happen when with the Department of Player Safety. I mean, it's. It's run by a former NHL goon, for goodness yeah. sake. Like, and I know he's just the figurehead that just takes the heat. And I, mean, I think it's because nobody can say anything to him on the streets <laughs> when they're mad about it. You know, if it was just some like little old guy that they had pulled in, that's like a doctor or something like people would square up with him. I'm absolutely appalled by that. And I'm yeah. not even a big Kadri fan. Like, do I, I think he deserves some, some time off out of the game. You yeah. know, uh, he should have got some suspension. I time. think a two game, three game suspension was right. Agreed. Eight games is weird. That's two whole series. And, for you the know, abs. I'm not I'm not one to jump straight to, <laughs> oh, it's racist. But the people who are saying that, you know, it's weird that Kadri got s- such an insane amount of games when other people don't like it. There is there is uh, an argument to be heard that there sh- they should look at who is passing down this punishment and figure out why is his punishment so much more severe than other people. I don't I don't know that I would I would hit it with race as Me much neither, as I, as much as I would market. Yeah, Washington D.C.'s market is more important than Colorado's market in my mind. Yeah, I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that it that it's the that I it's mean, factual. I, think, I would say they're about equal. I'd say Washington and Colorado's hockey market is about equal. Yeah, uh, there's a there on almost every level of sports there's an east coast bias. I yeah. will I will sell that down, you know, to the end of the days that there's an east coast bias just generally speaking because the teams are older, the teams have been there longer. There's more Folks in the East, you know, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just crazy, but it just seems like that's the case. And I mean, Ovechkin, you know, yeah. you don't want him going against you because then boom, you got Putin going against you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if there was a Russian on the on the Colorado Avalanche that was, you know, prevalent like Ovechkin was, they would they would have suspended fault for eight games. They <laughs> <Yeah>. would have. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move into uh, outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. 
Phil Mickelson wins PGA Tour at 50 years old. He's the oldest ever win. I was surprised by that. I think that. he's 50, like, four, right? Is he 54? Oh, he's 50. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Um, I, I'm surprised that 50 is the oldest uh, to ever win it, to, to be honest, in golf, with golf. I would have, I could have sworn that. I mean, obviously, I couldn't have sworn because I, I don't really watch it. But I, I would have thought that somebody older than fifty had won it by now. But that's awesome, man. It, yeah, it really shows the crazy. Like when you take it, like Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, these guys are getting older and still. I mean, because golf's a hard game. It, it might look. Some people might think it looks easy, and but man, it, it, it it's a, it's, it's a, a lot. It's an extremely hard game. I just, I mean, it's obviously impressive that he won it at fifty. But it's not like I, I would say as much as I, my distaste grows and grows for Tom Brady as the days go on, it's somehow just continuing to get bigger and bigger. Him winning a Super Bowl on a new team at 42 is a much more impressive. I agree. hundred percent. Than, than Mickelson, one of the greatest golfers that we've ever seen in our entire lives. At winning it at 50. I mean, the, I agree. The, cra- the craziest part is he won this tournament. In 2003, like yeah. that's like crazy. And he was like, still like what? That was 16 years ago. Yeah. I mean, he was old then, you know, like, I mean, so uh, it is very impressive. Mickelson is a likable guy, too. It's yeah. a guy that you, you know, Tiger was always that guy that you either loved or you hated. Mickelson's a, a pretty decent guy that I think is universally yeah. liked within the PGA world. He was on all weekend. Yeah. Stephanie won some money on him. I tried to go against her uh, with old Brooks Kopka, and I uh, I lost my money. But she won hers. So yeah, it's actually funny that you bring up Brady because uh, it's very noticeable to me that the media perception of Brady is changing. I guess now that he's out of New England, he's uh, I, as far as I mean, I think it's because he's also changed his lifestyle. Kind of being in Tampa, he's more visible. Uh, he's not the, you know, the, the guy that Belichick leaves like behind the curtain. He, you know, he gets- he's not under the umbrella of Belichick yeah. anymore. I and mean, it's, it's it, for those that were, that said, oh, well, Brady is who he is. Cause he has the greatest coach of all time. And that wasn't an argument by me. I think that Belichick has proven. And as much as I hate him as well, that he's proven that he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He exactly what we said this time last year when he went to Tampa. Can he go and do something else? I think we're really going to find out. I think he's sold a lot of people, including me. I mean, not that yeah. I ever didn't think he was probably arguably the greatest of all time, but he sold it. I mean, you yeah. you got it. You can't say now, yeah. oh, we did it because of Belichick. Yeah. And it's wild. This time last year, people were arguing if Tampa would even make, make the, playoffs. the playoffs. Now right. people are arguing, will Tampa have a perfect season? Will Tampa? No. Well, well because uh, I would say that because uh, one of the uh, Tampa players, I, 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 I didn't catch the interview when they showed, I said who he was, but he was uh, talk, talking to Pat McAfee and, and he was like, you know, how prevalent is it? You know, because Tom Brady came out and said that he in an instant would trade two Super Bowl rings to get a perfect season and win the Super Bowl. And he asked if when he said that, if that kind of put pressure on Tampa, if that was going, he said that they don't really talk about it, but it's well known in Tampa that everybody wants the perfect. Well, that's not that yeah. crazy. Well, he said know? that, you know, he's been on teams where it's like they don't talk about that. They to them, you know, it, it, they'll have up in the lo- locker room like the, it's all about the trophy. They their lifestyle, their culture now is they expect a trophy and they they're shooting for that perfect season. They want that perfect season to them. Perfection is the goal. Uh, so I think that it's crazy we to go one year from will they make the playoff to with them being like, well, are we going to get the perfect season? Yeah, 
Uh, definitely. I don't think. I mean, it's, I, it's such a, it's such a hard game, and especially it's gotten harder even now. You know, you've got in a tough division. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, you, you've got. I don't know if they pl- do they play. I don't know if they play Kansas City during the regular season or not. That's a. That, I mean, if they do, that that right there is a, the biggest hurdle. Yeah, um, for sure. All right, Julio Jones wants out of the ATL. Uh, man, who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Uh, he kind of came out and pretty much said that you know, yeah, he uh, he wants to go somewhere that can win. So after he, uh, Julio Jones kind of made his statement to Shannon Sharp about wanting uh, that he wants out of there, uh, he made it clear he he has told people around him that he wants to go play with Cam Newton. He uh, AJ Brown reached out on Instagram, wanted him to come to Tennessee. Odell uh, hit him up, uh, but yeah. So the recruitment for Julio Jones has officially begun now, and it's getting crazy on social media anyway so uh aaron Rodgers, uh he did not appear at the packers otas which yes are optional there are players who uh have missed it uh he had, but he has missed all phases this offseason so far and he has never missed otas before in his career and uh he will miss his offseason workout bonus check that was in his that was worked into his contract so it's uh not look he has let people know around him that he is 100 percent not signing there so yeah maybe <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm still not sold. Still, still not sold. Till he doesn't sign, I ain't. I mean, not even sign. He's already signed. He's on the team. You know, like, yeah, he's got a contract. He's on the Packers or not on any team. So yeah. I'm not sold yet. Uh, I mean, I may may eat my words, but I traditionally just play that off as I, you know, I knew it the whole term. So <laughs> yeah, he did come out and say that it has nothing to do with them drafting Jordan Love, which is. Yeah. Well, I mean, who's worried about Jordan Love? <laughs> Nobody is. So. He's he said he, uh, it seems he's more upset that they didn't tell him that what they were doing, which is kind of petty. But yeah, he's being he's being. Uh, let's continue. I think we all I think we all know what I was going with that. Hey, Bob, what's up? Any no hitters this past week? Yeah, I hate the, asking this question. Now we we had two of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so since our goodness. last since our last episode, <laughs> we've had two no hitters. We had Spencer Turnbull uh, for the Tigers versus the Mariners, and then Corey Clubber uh, Yankees versus the Rangers. What a dope name! Yeah, yeah. Clubbers with a K. It's actually Kluber, but yeah. Well, to me, it's Clubber. Well, <laughs> that's fine, but it's Kluber though. Eh, he just says it wrong. It's, it's Kluber. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump straight into our main topic of the day. We've got our, uh, we're doing more playoff coverage. Uh, quick rundown of where we currently sit as of Tuesday. We've got Tampa leads Florida three to two. Pittsburgh down two to three versus the Islanders. Montreal down two one versus Toronto, and they play tonight. Vegas leads three to two versus Minnesota. Uh, Boston uh, beat the Caps uh, four to one. Carolina tied two and two with the Preds, and they play tonight, a late game tonight. Wow, man! Wow, yeah. what a weekend, yeah. bro! What a weekend! I went to, yeah, I was there yeah. in the suite with my boy Keith Urban. Yeah. By the way, what up? Uh, Nicole Kidman was there too, but who cares about that? Uh, <laughs> uh, awesome games, yeah. awesome games. The Jets sweep Edmonton, and Colorado sweeps the Blues. So we had two sweeps so far. More, more than we thought. We we called. I called the Blues. I think you called it too, right? The Colorado sweep in the Blues. Yeah, I actually put money on it. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, what are your thoughts about so far into the playoffs, man? It's been really entertaining. Lots of overtime. I'm thinking that my uh, top three overtime might hit. I'm thinking that it won't, but it might. I think it's definitely not. I think it's going to be above average. So I think your your below average isn't going to hit. Um, only because I've done the stats and I'm like seeing. I, I I'm able to now see the trends of like how many we're getting. We've had so many two overtimes. I mean, we had a three overtime last night and 
the full over the twenty minute periods start you know racking they up. They start, dude. They do. I mean, they can they start wearing on folks. Uh, I mean, I've been. I mean, this has been a great playoff series, except for the Oilers. But uh, it's been a great. Honestly, for me, it was great seeing the Oilers get swept. Even though I mean, uh, officially in our bracket, I had the Oilers going, but and we were. I was going to talk about this. That me too. Me too. I well, did. I had the Oilers going, but I got to admit that after that first game. Seeing how they played, I was very, very confident. I thought maybe they might lose four to one, but I was very confident the Oilers would not. Yeah, I mean, I mean they just listen. They they lost last year to Chicago. This year that they lost to the Jets, they're up like four one and lost. Like, yeah, hey. that is they they were a curse and so bad that the great one said, "Nope, nothing I can do." He's like, Bye. "I'm out." Well, you know, it's funny we're you know talking about him resigning his as vice chair. But he's like literally got a new job. <laughs> so like, I mean, this was the time that he was going what was to his new anyway. job. Isn't he TNT's new? Oh, that's analyst? right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, he has a new job. Yeah. So it's not like crazy that he left or anything, yeah. but like, you know, I mean, it's just funny. It's that just like gonna the day after. To, it's just going to, I mean, that it would have been probably been the day after the, yeah. if they won the Stanley Cup, you know what I'm saying? Like so he wants to get to his new job. Who do you think job. requests a trade first? Jack Eichel or Conor McDavid? You think you gotta think Conor McDavid's over this now. He is I mean, he there is a I mean, to do what you did this season and get swept in the first round is insane. I mean, it falls a lot on him though. No, for sure. I mean, he's the he need listen, if you put a team on your back like that and you can't even get your team to one, listen, it is a team sport, but this Conor McDavid is I mean, it would be different. Because you know what? Rain Gretzky pulled his team to the playoffs. It would be different if he straight up lit it up. He did not. But he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what he's one at? goal, like, three assists. Yeah, and exactly. and I think and I think all of those assists were like secondary assists. I don't. I think he might have had one real like real good assist. The others were just secondaries. Yeah, I mean that's. What, and he had two big turnovers. He's that, the one that hasn't shown up. Playoff, yeah, come playoff. Time. I mean, he last last night's game. He he his turnover is what led to the overtime winner. Uh, he just mishandled the puck, and the same thing the the uh, in game three he mishandled the puck, and they got a. So I mean. Now, I will say that little move he made, I think, in like the second overtime where he like got the pass of the skate, uh, uh, booted it uh, between the uh, the D man's uh, legs and then got it and then went backhand. That was pretty. It would, if it had gone in, that sure. would have been an all time great uh, looking goal. But whew. well, if some butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a great day. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah. we're sitting here talking but, about mean, him getting swept in the playoff. Yeah, this is I mean, we thought that. Buffalo had a team that could compete. Yeah. It was clear they didn't. Edmonton did have a team that yeah. could compete. Yes. And so where is he going to go? That is, I mean, unless you and wanna... first off, who can afford him? That's, I mean, they, right. th- I mean, that is a huge price to pay. Cause here's the thing. The moment he leaves, you know, dry settles want to get in a trade too. You know, he's, he wants out that if McDavid leaves, well, he he's, just may he's... be looking for that bigger check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, what if he? What if McDavid leaves in the dry cycle and the Oilers? Because I think minus McDavid with that cap space to be able to go and get other pieces, yeah, it's a team that can compete. Yeah, because here's the problem. Yeah, because yeah, here's the thing. It, it's not like you need McDavid to win cups. It's been proven the last couple of years. So they could you take that cap space and go get two or three pieces and get and and, and their window is still open. We are, you know, the sky is falling, Connor McDavid right now, and everything. Mike Smith is an issue. 
Well, that, but the dude is 24. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're, you know, we've seen him I don't think this guy is for... falling for Connor McDavid. I think this guy is falling on his time in Edmonton. I don't think that he, he sees what's happening. He saw what, he sees what's happening with Jack Eichel and he doesn't want to be stuck in. in well, Jack Eichel, I think is younger than he well, is. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, but like in hockey uh, years, Jack a, Eichel has aged so much worse than Connor McDavid. But that the di- oh, Jack, <laughs> Jack Eichel is also twenty four. But I think there's a huge difference hockey wise, Buffalo from Buffalo to Edmonton for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, I, I mean, how long? Listen, I'm sure there are a lot of players that'd be cool with you know having the most points and, and but McDavid wants a cup. He wants the cup. Sure, he wants the cups to his name. And he needs to show it because it's not like he lost some heartbreakers. Like he's the gotten pro- the problem beat. is that yes, they have a good team, but there is some there is some dysfunction that first off they have to they have to get a goaltender. Mike Smith is what 40, about to turn 40 years old. I do not think that that is accurate, but I will check. Check on that. I think he is creeping up on 40 years old. Oh. <laughs> The wrong one. It was like forty eight. <laughs> it was <laughs> bubbles. Bubbles from uh, from Trailer Park Boys. It was like forty eight. I was like, how did uh, that? Is it, is the actor's name Mike Smith? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he was born in eighty two, so he's thirty nine. So yeah. he is up there. But I mean, I mean that, and he is not looking. I mean, so they're gonna. They're, they've Edmonton has some issues that they need to address. They've got the makings of a team that can do well, but I, I don't see them. And the problem is because of, I don't know what their cap space, but they probably can't be great. Like they, they're probably they're not going to be able to bring somebody in. They've got to go to their farm, their farm system. And I don't see them being the team that McDavid wants to stick around with. Now, again, I disagree. At the end of the day, I think, I think he there. will stay there because who's going to pay for him? Who's who? Well, make- he already has such a huge contract. That's what I'm saying. Like is- nobody's taking that right now. I mean, I'm sure people would love it. People his would buyout. His buyout is uh, 12.5. Yeah. <laughs> people like listen. He pe- ta- I mean, if he wants the win, the problem is he's taking up 10 percent of their cap. Yeah. You know, that's no, a listen, lot he needs of, to uh, if he if he rather than and obviously this is all conjecture. He has not come out and said one thing or the other. This is the, us, the media. You know, just running with it. But at the same time, if he wants to win, the answer is not to leave. The answer is to take a hometown deal. Yeah. And they need to bring pay, someone in. There ain't nobody paying 12.5 yeah. a year. Because, him. I mean, there just aren't. I mean, because there are goaltenders out there. Hell, even if they go and get Vegas' second uh, string, Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard, you, you've got yourself a decent goaltender, much better than Mike Smith, and you can make a run with that. 11.3 for Drysidel. 12.5 for McDavid. The next closest is Ryan Nugent Hopkins at six mil a year. Yeah, yeah they're minus uh, 317K. So that's the problem is, is like, look, you're going to pay 20% to two players. Then those two players really have to give you 20% of your production. And I mean, the thing is, the reason teams like Boston win cups pretty consistently the reason that teams like the Blackhawks and you know have and the Kings when they were on their heyday have won cups is because they weren't playing two players 20% of the cap that have never really done anything in the playoffs yeah. that's the problem that's the biggest issue there I mean, like, I, what what like what they didn't really make any big changes in the offseason after getting beat by the Blackhawks last year so I made a few um they didn't they bring in James Neal or was he already there? That was already there before. They was. brought in Tyson Berry, uh, which was a great ad for a defensive piece. 
the problem is they have a lot of young guys yeah. is the thing it's is they can grow into this and it, and it's the sky is falling from our point of view because it makes for good discussion and us talking about it i mean 24 years old he's not that old of a guy like they yeah. these, a lot of these guys can can work into it Nugent Hopkins has played well nurse uh i'm the biggest problem is Miko Koskinen is getting 3.8 a year and he has never been worth that uh sure. at, at any point I mean, Tyson Berry's uh, only making 3.75 a year. Mike Smith's only making a ha- uh, 1.5 mil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's, that's too a, much for him. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that he, he he came in and played well, but I mean, 1.5 mil is not that yeah. much money for a, for a goalie that a lot of teams would love. Yeah, I mean, Yamamoto could step it up. Puljujarvi could step it up later on. I mean. So what other uh, series in here uh, are you, are, have you been? I mean, obviously, Carolina Predators, uh, are, you know, we've been watching that a lot. It's been a great series. Uh, obviously, a, a fantastic series, which did not look like it was going to be so early on. Yeah. I mean, the let's, net, just, let's just hope pre- let's just hope there, it's not all home team there, taking it. There is there is something to be said about the crowd in Nashville and what energy it provides yeah. to to the, they, the team that's been a great series yeah, they, they announced that they're uh going from twelve thousand to like fourteen and a half thousand i'm going to tell you one thing i've watched the games there was not two thousand seats free they whoever was counting the attendance they uh were a little they were they missing were doing some people they were doing tennessee math yeah so they I mean, were we definitely over that they were well over that twelve thousand <laughs> that last game uh but honestly i what i was thinking was going to be a much better series which turned out to be uh clearly one-sided was the Boston Caps that the 4-1 doesn't really show what happened yeah. in that series. Those games were so close. It could have very easily been 4-1 Capitals in that series. But the Pittsburgh Islanders series, bro. So that good. is that is those games are I think, fun to watch. I think Pitts, Josh Bailey yeah. is nasty. Yeah, though. I think he's nasty. Tampa, Florida, everyone is right now crowning as the best series. I think no. I think Islanders Pittsburgh is the best series to That's, watch right now. Tampa, Tampa, Florida is the best series if you just like offense. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's lots of offense happening. And also, like, while Tampa is, while it is three to two, Tampa, at no time, even during those two Florida ones, that I ever think, oh, Tampa might lose this. No. I've been confident in Tampa. Honestly, Pittsburgh, New York, it, it is a coin toss to me. Dude, I know. I think because at any moment, Crosby and Malkin really, can turn it on. I have Islanders moving on, and I'd much prefer the island. I mean, I've been big on the Islanders all year. I have been, I mean, I honestly think they have to win it 4 2 because sending Crosby into a game seven, it, it, it could yeah. be over. And, yeah. I, and I wouldn't be surprised. It's been a great series. You're getting play from all the stars but you're getting great goaltending at the same time and you're getting uh great hockey it that's probably i mean if you just like offense tampa florida go watch the yeah. that series that series has been great when it comes to that but pittsburgh the islanders has been the best series for hockey fans in my opinion yeah so before we move on uh we got two games tonight we've got montreal toronto and Carolina but spreads. What are your projections for those games tonight? This is Tuesday, so obviously this comes out in two days. Yeah. Um, While you look it up, I will say that honestly, I think Carolina uh, Nashville is a toss up. So, uh, but I would, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I think Carolina comes back. I don't think they lose three in a row. I think Carolina takes this one. And I, I mean, I, if I had to bet on it, I would take the money line, but I would take the over five and a half goals. I don't know what the over under is on that game right now. 
but I'll, I would take over five and a half. And then I'll take a look. I think that I'm going to go to the other game first since you went to the Preds, uh, Carolina first. I think just Toronto's just too much. I think they I haven't even got big showings I, from their I stars. I think Toronto will win the series. I think Montreal wins this game. I think they tie it up okay. tonight. I think in extra time. And I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with Nashville. They've okay. got the edge on their side. I think Hines has stopped out thinking himself. Yeah, I think Slavin will be a game changer because he's skating is today. He, is he, he skating he, today? It looks like he'll be back today. He, he is a big game changer, and I, but I've already said it. Yeah. So I'm already not going to change. I'm not going to change my mind, but just to hammer down on it, I am going to go look at the, uh, at the puck line, not the puck line, the, uh, the goal line. And uh, and see what we actually have here. It's at five and a half. I think I'm throwing. I'm going five five on the over. Just to some quick one, just so I have some skin in the game, and then I'll throw five on the Preds as well. So just so everybody knows, I'm sticking to my guns here. The uh, you know I think that Toronto's going to win tonight. The Payout's not great. At minus 180, I'm not throwing five on that. Yeah. That's not worth it for, yeah. for me to potentially but, lose. All right, guys, let's jump into joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. <laughs> There is no way this is real, bro. It's real. This is a fake. This is the onion. It's got to be, dude. It's real. Kevin Spacey <laughs> to make acting return with film about accused pedophile. Disgraced Hollywood star Kevin Spacey will soon be making his return to acting since he was first embroiled in sexual assault scandal in 2017. The House of Cards actor, who is currently facing a number of allegations of sexual harassment, is all set to uh, share a screen with Vanessa Redgrave by playing detect- a detective as per report by the Telegraph, his character named Luomo Chetisano Dio will Sounds be inv- a lot like Chomo. <laughs> will be investigating claims of pedophilia against a blind artist. The story of the film doesn't seem all that different from Spacey's own reality as well. <laughs> this is a true story? He this was accused tr- of making sexual advances at actor Anthony Rapp in the 1980s when the accuser was only 14 years old. Uh, I didn't even realize he was in Star Trek Discovery, but, uh, but I haven't really seen the show yet. So, you know, uh, and uh, other accusers have accused him of other claims. And it, I mean, it's wild. And when I was telling my wife about this, she said she saw a, uh, like a promotional poster for this on Twitter and didn't really know what it was. And they quickly took it down because like, the, it was like him straight up, but like the way the lighting was and just the way his nose sat on his face, he had a really thick shadow under his nose. That was like right under his nose. Hitler mustache. And it like, and just his facial structure, he looked, People thought it was a Hitler movie. People thought he was playing Hitler. People like, is his big return? Is he's coming and playing Hitler? Like, that's ballsy. Honestly, honestly, it would have been a better return for him. You know, I mean, you know, movies about Hitler can be great. You know, uh, it would be hard for some World War II fans to turn it down. There is no way that he was like, I mean, how did some some director 
had to have approached him as a joke, right? They were like, look, let's ask Kevin Spacey to do this. And he was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so like, I, 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 let me see if I can turn my screen around so you can see this. Uh, he straight up looks like he's playing. Now, Hitler here's the dude. thing. I, when I tried finding He looks it, a bit like Hitler when as I, well. When, when she told me that, I immediately typed in Kevin Spacey Hitler thinking it would be like, the obviously, that's going to be the first thing that pops up. You know what's wrong when you type in someone's name plus Hitler and multiple things line up and not the one you were looking for. I mean, his hair and everything, yeah. dude, he does legit look well, a apparently, bit like Hitler. So, allegedly, everybody. Allegedly. No, not allegedly. <laughs> he looks like Hitler. Now, I will say that if you just type in Kevin Spacey Hitler, apparently his dad was a Nazi. Like a straight up World War II. Everything just continues to make more and more sense. As the Kevin story Spacey's unfolds. father was a Nazi child rapist, his brother says in an interview. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This may be a little heavy for joke of the week, bro. <laughs> we usually just make fun of like James Dolan for like getting mad and fighting a fan or something. But like, this is not, this yeah. is not okay, everybody. This is like. <laughs> This is not like what a joke. This is like what a I don't even know what to call it. What a travesty. This is uh, you have turned this <laughs> so, into what is the, a travesty. And the reason Bobby. I thought this was kind of funny was that, you know, uh, I, you probably I don't know if you saw this most recent week's uh, season finale of SNL. They did a skit where it's like a rerun of like a 1990s like celebrity. Like it's like that thing where a bunch of celebrities are in a box and they play like tic-tac-toe or something. Right, right. And the contestants are Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby. Um, uh, Jared from Subway, and like, it, and, the, they, and they keep saying like, "Dude, uh, we have to uh, edit this part out," and uh, because <laughs> and so that's up, really funny. And like one of them was like, uh, the, the special guest star was like playing Baby Spice, and she kept saying like, and of course Baby Spice has no drama, but in the sh- in the skit, she's like, "I do want to say that Bill Cosby, one of the greatest people I know," <laughs> and, and it's like, and it says. Uh, Baby Spice has asked us to edit out her uh, her quotes on, and he's like, and she's like, and I do want to say about Jared. I mean, just the most caring person in the world. <laughs> it is My honestly the, the season finale Good. of SNL this week was very funny. All of those two, and it was the last. It was the last uh, time that Michael Che and Kevin Jost did the wrote where they write jokes for each other. Yeah, and you know, like. Uh, what Colin Jost always played it pretty safe. He had a couple of funny ones that yeah. he made. Oh, Michael so, okay, so you saw the, you saw I the no, I saw the, I yeah. saw that that. Yeah. So the you say like I, I saw that Michael Che might retire or from or might leave it. Is it been confirmed? I think he's leaving. Yeah, I okay. think it was the last time I, I, they were yeah, doing. Yeah, I know. I think I think Keenan might leave too, but he's been on there for eight, he's been on there for eighteen years. My boy Keenan, dude. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> oh it's man, wild. it's crazy to think that he's been on there for eighteen years. It is crazy. What a funny guy, and he looks like he's yeah. the he looks like keenan that is a little bit bigger than <clears throat> when he was on good burger yeah. you know what i'm saying also great movie fantastic yeah. movie all right i do not know this actress that is in the, the i do i didn't even look it up i'm she's I, won some, an oscar something tells me that not a lot of like a lot of people might have turned down she, to she won it's vanessa redgrave she won an oscar the name but like, familiar she's like born in 37 so like you know there was like seven actors back in the day so i'm, I'm sorry she was born in 1937 yes you i mean well, you don't believe me no like, i believe <laughs> you but like that seems old to be a like her her IMBD picture is black and white. <laughs> right. She's 84. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the only 
actress they could get to play. She hasn't heard about what Spacey did and is in no danger of succumbing to him. I'm so confused, dude. I am just, uh, I'm blown away. I'm more like, this is like OJ's if I did it, but this is like, if I fiddled him. Yeah. Right. If if I were to have fiddled a young boy, (laughs) this is how I would have done it. I would have never done it like that. Imagine being Kevin Spacey's publicist and gets the call from him. And he's like, he's like, oh, okay. You got an offer. You got a movie offer. He's like, hell. He's like, I'm sorry. It's about what? No, we're not doing this. Okay, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say that you should decline it. Oh, you've Kevin, already accepted it. You you've are, already gone. You've public- already done a Hitler poster on it. Okay, cool. okay, okay. I'm gonna try to figure out a way to spin this, but mostly I'm just gonna take it down. Internet's not gonna know about it, right? I think, it's only been up for three hours. I think the best case scenario is you are on a small time podcast section about a, what a joke you are. <laughs> I think that's literally the best case scenario in this instance. Yeah. Hey Kevin, you've made it, bro. I will say that when all like the Kevin Spacey stuff started coming out, the craziest thing was that like people around him were saying like he like truly was trying to be like his House of Cards character, and he didn't realize that it was like a it was like a trope. Like it was a, like, it's he, like cringe. He, he didn't realize that he was the bad guy. He he legitimately Kevin Spacey thought that his character in House of Cards was like the protagonist and the good guy, and not someone that is a bad guy. Right, right. Not the guy that like the literally woman, like, the murdered. woman that plays his wife understood the role that. She's a bad the person bad guy. And They're- he was all aboard the, Oh no, he gets, he gets the job done. It's like all good. I'm going to murder Kate Mara and frame this guy and make him his entire like he, town. Hate like him apparently with like he DUI. would like, like with friends and with like even strangers, he would go on like these serious monologues, like an active, like, like a talk, like he would talk to an imagine an imaginary camera. Like he's Zach Morris. What an <laughs> absolute fall from grace. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, blown away by this it's one of the few i usually don't let like personal things get in the way of like you know like oh it was a good this was one of the few like that i was just like dude i mean it's it's just not okay yeah like you're just you're just not okay i mean bill cosby is also i mean i was never a huge bill cosby fan yeah i think we were too young to really be like really like understand bill cosby but like i mean just kevin spacey like the Bill Cosby shut his mouth after the fact. You know what I'm saying? He didn't like treat it like Kevin Spacey did where he was a victim. I mean, you know, which is I'm not saying that what Bill Cosby did is good. I'd be very clear. He was also horrible, but he just shut up. He just didn't say anything. There's something to be said about a guy like Kevin Spacey who went full blown. I've got to fix it. I'm I'm not wrong. He's how, like, it's like an yeah. OJ. Type how many of feel. assassins do you think Kevin Spacey tried to hire? To to I mean, I would say too many. Well, way too many, allegedly. <laughs> 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 yeah, what a what an absolute joke. But I, but honestly, this week it's not joke of the week. It's travesty yeah. of the week. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're gonna turn back around now. And we're boom, gonna boom boom boom. Uh, we move into. We're gonna preview our pop culture segment. We've got the summer of Bond coming up. The summer. Bond. We will be doing the James Bond 007 <laughs> movies. Uh, with this many, we may need to do two a week because this is about half a year's worth of movies if we did one a week. We're going to have to do two a week and some of them we may not be able to find. Maybe HBO has them uh, all. Well, I'm sure we can find them. We can yeah. find them. I'll, I'll, I've got Amazon. Okay. Well, so so I, and believe it or not, Brandon Bond, you guys know me. You've been listening. I have never been a huge James Bond fan. I'm not uh, anti-James Bond. I've just never been that style of movie fan. 
GoldenEye on N64, greatest game of all time. Not maybe not greatest, but one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, but I've never really watched. You've seen a few. I think I've seen like portions of I've seen portions of some. I've never not seen any, but I've just never sat down to watch a James Bond movie. But I'm going to run through all of these movies real quick that we're going to going to preview for you guys. And when it gets boring, we're probably going to have to bust into like three a week because there's a lot. Uh, Dr. No, 1962 from Russia with love. 1963, Goldfinger, 1964, Thunderball, 1965, You Only Live Twice, 1967, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, 1969, that was a good one. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever, 1971, Live and Let Die, 1973, The Man with the Golden Gun, 1974, The Spy Who Loved Me, 1977, Moonraker, 1979, For Your Eyes Only, 1981. Octopussy, 1983, A View to Kill, 1985, The Living Daylights, 1987, License to Kill, 1989, Goldeneye, 1995, Tomorrow Never Dies, 1997, The World is Not Enough, 1999, Die Another Day, 2002, Casino Royale, 2006, Quantum of Solace, 2008, Skyfall, 2012, Spectre, 2015 and no time to die 2021 that's a lot of movies Bob. no time to die has not come out yet so you have a good question but i do want to ask my question i mean maybe this is uh, maybe i'm misunderstanding yours but in your mind when you think of 007 everybody has the one actor that they think of when they think of james bond movies yeah who is yours who is brosnan Mine too, yeah, bro. Hundred percent. I get I get a lot of flack for that, but that was the that was the James Bond when we were yeah. growing up. And honestly, he looks the most James yeah. Bond to like, me. People who say Sean Connery is like it's weird because he never really fit. It it always felt like he didn't want to be James Bond. It was like it always felt like he went into the audition thinking it was something else. And he and like he if just you kinda, explained James like the character of James Bond to me, it just always even knowing that Sean Connery was great, you know. He never bunch. struck me as a spy. He always struck me more That's as a soldier. That's what I'm saying. Who just like went out and kicked somebody's ass. But I'm Pierce so Brosnan glad. struck me as a spy. We don't often agree, but I'm so glad we agree on this. Like Pierce Brosnan had that feel yeah. of James Bond. Now, Daniel Craig, I think, is a great James Bond. People I hate think, on Daniel Craig. I think, I think he is a very good James Bond. I think he's a mix between Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan. But, he, but I think he plays a good young Bond who's like not, sure. hasn't really, is still learning the ropes. I just, I think it's the, I think it's this, the hair. It's the Clooney hair on Brosnan that just makes me feel, and maybe it's he looks more suave. That's it. That's it. That's what I feel when James Whereas, Bond, like Sean Connery, it's more like, "Hey, I'm super manly." All right, I, you know, you this see is, this hairy chest? There's like seven actors, and uh, I would, you know, I'm older than Kevin Spacey, so yeah. I will never get. And touched. it's hard uh, <laughs> because I've seen his like interviews, like during that time, where it's like. Oh, dude, like and, and people like I don't know if you've ever seen his interviews like he tried to play it off as like, well, at the time it was normal. No, but he would say things like, well, you know, a woman just needs a good slap around to learn their place. And it's like, bro, it's the 60s. Still hey, not OK to say that. Hey, what do you say? What do you I mean? I can just imagine Sean Connery saying this joke. He's like, what do you tell a woman with two black eyes? She has nothing that you've done told her twice. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, he. Uh, so I, I remember seeing one of those interviews. I was just being like, "Ugh, is this cringe?" And people, and like, of course, people online was like, "Well, it, it was the '60s." Some guy was like, "Well, I think it was like the '40s." Like, no, bro, it definitely wasn't the '40s. Even still, 
wasn't acceptable in the 40s. Right. Just like, to slap people around, like, you know, like women around. Like, it was like, okay, but I, I, your question was, what do you think our, our favorite 007 would be? Did you mean actor or did you mean movie? I meant, well, okay, sorry. Yeah. Who do we think our favorite uh, 007 will be? Because that might be different than Brosnan. who we, well, yeah, but there could be like, no. I think, well, I think after we watch them, because I've only seen like six, we could watch these and be like, you know what? I think Pierce Brosnan to me is the most 007, but the best, you know, the who after watching this many films, I'm not saying, you know what? I feel like the problem is, is that they're all time-based. And so like, even though they may be good movies from the sixties, it seems like it's just still going to be action movies are are so time-based. There are are a couple of the old ones. I think from Russia with love is a really good one. I've heard like a couple of these that I've heard are really, really good. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's either the really good one or it's the really bad one. I can't remember. It's one of the two. It's, I think that but I'm, I think Live and Let Die is supposed to be really good. Too. I'm, I think that I am really going to enjoy Goldeneye. Yeah. I am, you know, that that oh, storyline yeah. was great. Now, I guess before we Died go the into day, this, you know, the, the the summer of Bond is finally here. Mostly I'm, I'm super hyped about this, mostly because it's, you know, that's my name. Yeah. Uh, shaken or stirred. Uh, so first off, if you shake your martinis, you are doing it wrong because you're just getting a bunch of broken up ice and you're watering yeah. down your martini. You I gotta, love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sh- I'm a I'm a shaking guy because I just love the little flakes. I don't keep my I don't hold my martinis long enough for me to be worried about them being watered down, Bobby. You know that's what I that's what I, well, I come from. With it. shaking it, you're immediately watering down. It has nothing to do with time. The 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 you're breaking up the ice immediately and it's being watered down right well, away. Well it's it's like eighty eight percent gin, bro. It probably <laughs> needs to be watered down. And so that was my next question. Gin or vodka on your martinis. Gin. Gin, me too. That's an Ian Fleming James Bond thing. I think the James Bond of the movies was the vodka, right? Yeah. I'm not a vodka. I'm not percent honest. I'm I'm answering it like I know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll drink a vodka martini. We should. If it's put in front what of we me. should do is make. I, we should find make a James Bond drinking game. Okay, I'm interested. I'll find in that. one and we'll see it. Maybe every time Sean Connery says something a little bit sexist, we take a drink. Right. Well, <laughs> and we should just probably. All right. Here, here's a good idea. One one movie from each actor we should plan on watching together and making up maybe the, the last movie from each actor. Plan on making a drinking game based off of what we've learned instead of the from last, the, the the how about the perceived best one of each actor? Like we go to the internet and say which one does Rotten everyone tomatoes, think? Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes, or Reddit, which one's the best? And that way we're not having to sit through a boring one and be like, well, that was a waste of time. That was, was a. But I think I think if we watch all of them from the actor and then do the last one, then we can come up with all the things that we know yeah. he's going to do. The actor's going to do. So, yeah. but we're maybe we don't these have to do so, these in order. We don't have to do them in order, right? Like. I would say I think we should try and do it in order. Okay. Yeah. Well then, but then it needs to be the last one so okay. we can come up with the drinking rules yeah. for each. Something tells me that there's drinking games out there for James Bond. I will do some research on it and get a final say. Let's move into questions from the internet. We've got a couple for you today. So let's start out with uh, this one's, you know, back to hockey. Should there be a more clear cut criteria for the heart trophy or maybe a new trophy? Yeah, I think we I looked up uh, some some stuff and basically the heart trophy is voted on by the NHL. Uh, it's it's voting on voted on by the Writers Association. The Ted Lindsay is the most outstanding player that's voted on by the NHLPA. Those two don't always coincide. I 
I mean, I do think that there should be some more clear-cut criteria. It's not necessarily as... It, it doesn't incorporate... I mean, it's hard to incorporate the eye test on a lot yeah. of folks because some guys watch other guys. The East Coast bias generally tends to win out or who the most popular guy is. I think there probably should be some more clear-cut criteria. I think there should be a new trophy. We are never getting any clear-cut. No. I mean, the That's thing why I is, think a new trophy might help. I think if we well, got like, the, the Rain trophy, trophy or something like that. I don't necessarily agree that there should be a new trophy because we have, for the Wayne Gretzky trophy, we have all those. The point scoring, the goal scoring, you know, like we have those trophies that they get awarded. The Rocket Richard for goal, you know, scoring goal. I don't know. I mean, I do think that there should be something more clear cut so we know where the voting comes. But I mean, it's just so random. It's yeah. not anything dead set. But I mean, that's pretty much every MVP trophy in every aspect yeah. of sports. We're never going to get something different because everybody has different opinions of what makes you the MVP. Yeah. All right. Uh, what would be the worst name you could give your child? Well, I'm already planning on naming my first child Gold, so I think Chaz. There is Chaz, Chads, stuff like that. It's pretty bad. I mean, you're setting them up for like one job, and that's being like a manager at a restaurant. I feel like possibly. I will. I want to say is this is too. this is very specific. If your last name is Doe, and you in any realm name them like. Jonathan or Johnny, like these people legit get like deleted off of stuff like are legally declared dead type of stuff because people think it's a joke sometimes. Yeah, you're a jerk. You're an absolute jerk. If there is a previous like famous person and you put their name as something like, you know, like if your last name's Jordan and you name your kid Michael, you're a jackass. You know, that's just like you're setting them up for so yeah. much failure and heart. They call to make a dinner reservation. They give their name. And then, you know, they make it there and there's no dinner reservation because people canceled it because yeah. they thought it was a joke. So yeah. I think really like there's lots of bad names that you can give, like trying to go too wild with it, like, uh, you know. Elon Even your Musk. kid Porsche or Elon, you know, like that's one like that's just crazy. Yeah. Like, I think I do think it's wild that there are some people out there who like name their kids knowing that they're going to be like an influencer, like you know Lady Gaga or Doja Cat. <laughs> like it's wild. They just they knew they like they set the like, Ice they, Cube. They just knew it. They knew that they were going to be performers. Ice Cube, you know, like, <laughs> like Ice what are the chances? T's? You know, like naming your kid Snoop Ice Dogg. What what? Why? Sure. Were, what was his? I mean, obviously he's done really well for himself, but like you got to imagine the first few, you know, times through school, they're like Snoop Dog <laughs> D O G G. Like what? Like come on, buddy, get out of here! He's like no D O double G. Yeah, he's <laughs> like that's amazing. You're you're <laughs> awesome. I hope you go big time. Yeah, no, I mean, a notorious B.I.G. That's just you're setting your kid up for failure. Yeah. What if he wasn't B.I.G.? What if he happened what to be? What if he wasn't notorious? Notorious S.M.A.L.L.L. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I threw an extra L in there, but, you know, whatever. Tupac. <laughs> that was not. That's his like, actual name, yeah. right? It's like Tupac that's a solid Shakur. Name. Yeah. That's solid. I will give him that. Yeah. That was a solid name. Uh, yeah, I, I would say anything like that. Like, names are names. 
you know, you can get away with a lot of things, but like when you have that name, that's going to be able to so easily like a, you know, Johnny Cash said at best naming your son, Sue, that was a terrible mean thing for the dad and the father in that song to do. You under, you know, that song, I right? know. it's a called a boy named Sue. And it's basically about this guy's dad's leaving. He names his son, Sue. And he like basically has to fight his whole life and he eventually meets him. And the dad's like, well, I knew I wasn't going to be there. And you know, I was going to be a deadbeat dad. So that's why I named you Sue. Cause now you're tough. You know, it's like, just seems like unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Could have just not left. Yeah. You should <laughs> listen to a boy named Sue though. It's a great song. Johnny Cash is my man's. All right. If you could snap your fingers and make any one species go extinct, which species would you choose? You yeah, highlighted that I can't say what I really want to <laughs> say. So uh, mosquitoes, right? I mean, it has to be mosquitoes. They are literally the deadliest animal on the planet. So mosquitoes, you're out for sure. But I would also have to say, and like, are we saying that there's no like ecological impact with making that makes these decisions? It much easier because yeah, I was thinking of those. I was like, well, I can't take that one out because no. But like let's every, say there's no ecological even ecological mosquitoes out, like so many things feed off mosquitoes that like it would, it, it, yeah, ish. I mean, you know, but let's say there's no ecological impact, so we don't you know get PETA on our case yeah. or something. What are you What are you going for right now? Uh, I think hippos. They are really, they really fuck up. They people. are dangerous. Yeah. They are the, they are, I mean, you know, mosquitoes are technically the most yeah. dangerous it's animals weird, on earth, like, but it's just because yeah. of like the diseases. Like, uh, and yeah. Stuff. Like, I'm not scared of a lot of animals, but even though like we live in Tennessee and like being afraid of hippos is not like a realistic thing that it's we should not. ever have to worry it's about. It's like being afraid like, of quicksand. I'm always like, bro, like how, like how would you get away? Like again, you away would away. not. Yeah. Like you don't like they're the most you're aggressive. Dead. They're the most like, aggressive. I feel like my chances, like if I run into a gator or something, I have a, I I can. I've seen enough Steve Irwin. I, I could do it. Zigzag. But Cover like, their eyes. Yeah. You know. A hippo, you might as well. No, I mean, you're a bear, done. I read a whole thing about how you can survive a bear attack. No, there's never been an article about how to survive a hippo attack. That's because there is not <laughs> yeah. one. There is not one. Everybody that tried to write that article died. They were yeah. dead by the hippo. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to go. Again, no ecological impact. If we're doing, I think no, I'm gonna go skunk. Okay, you okay. know skunks are are terrible. Yeah, they really provide no benefit. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Skunks are bad. I mean, I'm snakes. Yeah, I'm going snakes for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely you know, like you have to like reconfigure the entire earth. Yeah, for no, snakes if to, being if, gone, listen, not to make it. If, if we are not nearly smart enough to pick an animal that would have no ecological impact, well, there is no animal that would not have any ecological impact. We would just have to assume that everything that snakes hate would just like die when they were supposed to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I would definitely go with snakes. I'm, uh, I'm. You know, they don't have any arms, bro. They're shifty, dude. I don't like them. I'm, I'm also spiders, though. Not a fan of spiders. That would definitely fuck up the ecosystem. Right. Spiders oh. are necessary for sure. Let's see. Are there any useless species on our planet? I think humans probably are one of the few that were like, we provide no benefit and only hurt the uh, ecological system around us. Like every animal, like when humans are removed from the equation, every other species thrives. Yeah. 
because like we even create our own ecological problems like deer overpopulation because we kill wolves and stuff. Then deer are like, yeah, bro, I can totally be cool to chill over here. So there are two so far that they say giant pandas because they have they don't they are not a predator of anything really. Um, let's see. It might come as a shock to anyone who loves pandas, but these lumbering black and white creatures are not the most practical for the ecosystem. Nothing and nobody eats them. They are barely they barely interact with other species. Only because they don't let us, though. Yeah, and they, they don't. They have a hard time reproducing. On a more positive note, they help spread the seeds of the bamboo. They uh, spend many hours that's a day. That's not chewing. a positive at all. <laughs> yeah, that's. A- I have bamboo in my backyard, and it is everywhere. And I have not seen a panda back there once. Their dude. biggest. The biggest uh, uh, impact is tourism money. So right there, like that's not even again like, that goes yeah. back to the humans causing the problems uh, here. Another beloved bundle of fluff that falls into the same category has to be the koala. I was about to say koala. Australia's for sure. iconic marsupial spends more than eighty percent of their lives asleep and the rest of their time eating eucalyptus. Like giant pandas, they don't feed on any other creatures, and none seem to have acquired a taste for them. They don't even spread eucalyptus seeds, but they are pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, those 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 make sense as not so being... this. You might actually get to say one of the uh, a style of you what you really wanted to say. Mosquitoes. Uh, let's see. As a species, they universally love uh, this. Uh, this fly, the wasp. Oh yeah, wasps are just uh, horrendous. I'll definitely take wasps as a, as a uh, good option. Okay, so I don't know why it's on this list, but that ends with that said, they can actually be useful apart from being spider food. Some of them are so it's more that they are food for spiders. <laughs> they're just like pumping up the the eight legged arachnids. <laughs> so yeah. that's all they're for. They're they're providing. But my thing is, if wasps are gone, spiders just eat other things. You ticks, know what I'm saying? It does say ticks. Ticks would be a good one to get rid of. Ticks would be a really really yeah. good one. Fleas. Know? please yeah get out of here buddy yeah and number one humans <laughs> number one definitely i told you humans are the are the least useful to the whole entire world yeah. we may provide some benefits someplace here and there but we vastly outweigh our because we're hippo our but yeah i would just say just like in general like i wonder what our world would be if we just had no insects i'd be hyped to me dude i'd be pumped about it yeah. insects suck and like birds pre like 8 a.m. They're so loud. Well, I feel like if we're living so around with no insects, then the birds are dead. Boom. So we could we could. It's a two for one is what you're saying. We could just get rid of every bird. Minus like all the big scavengers that like eat things. Yeah. We just got rid of insects. Would that also mean no turkeys? So no Thanksgiving. No Thanksgiving. Yeah, football. they do eat. I think they, I guess they eat like worms and stuff. See, I'm okay <laughs> with it. Turkeys suck. Yeah, man. it's not great. As long <laughs> I mean, as we turkey, got the ham. Yeah. Turkey hunting, fun. Turkey just in general, like for Thanksgiving, like that was not a big sell to me. Be hard to use uh, no insects, hard to fish with no, with like live, you can't use live bait. Right, but you just use, use every, every, yeah. You just use everything else that's in the Let world. Let me just put this uh, like, pig on this hook. Yeah. Or, no, I'm just smaller saying, like, fit. yeah, you, you just fish. go. Well, no, you just go to Walmart and just buy a lure. Like, you, <laughs> like they literally have fake stuff to use for that. We don't need them. I'm in. All right. Insects are out. Let's move on to what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. Bro, I'm like blown away by your pick. I didn't even know that this was something that could 
make you upset. Well, the reason it made me upset is that I am in the middle of getting our playlist ready for the crawfish boil. And I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Sure. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I sure like, there's a couple solids that you need. And so like I can use a cover song and I'm like, it's crazy. Cause like, listen, a couple years ago, I understand it. Like five, six years ago, I understand. Then the Beatles, the, the, the Beatles said, okay, we can be on Spotify. Then the Rolling Stones said they can be on Spotify. And, I, and then I'm like, listen, I get like, well, the, like the Beatle. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but either way, but um, uh, so. And I remember thinking then, like, all right. And then I, I thought for sure by now, like, so on one of my plays, I've got like some cover songs of Garth Brooks. No one will know. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't know if I've said it, but Garth Brooks not being on Spotify and only he's you only available on Amazon Music. So it's just wild that like, listen, Garth Brooks to me is when when people who are not country song, country fans think of country music. It's Garth like, Brooks is like the epitome of country music, in my opinion. It's like the original version of the new version, which is Toby Keith. You know, you got to have a couple of Toby Keith songs yeah. on there, you know, like. Yeah, I, I'm listening for my I, horses, bro. Are you kidding? I used to be I a big Toby Keith guy, but I'm like, not like I, a huge Toby Keith guy, but there's a couple songs that you're like, this is America, right? And now so that's childish. <laughs> yeah, well, not even that yeah. one. I'm just saying like, you know, like, uh, you, I mean, beer for my horses, bro. You put on some beer for my horses. But, so so I'm like putting this my playlist daddy, together and Garth Brooks is on there and it's like, oh, you can go to Amazon Music. It's like, no, I don't want to make a new playlist on Amazon Music right. for this party. Like, that's Switch insane. it up. Yeah, yeah I'm terrible. just going to use the cover songs that I that uh, I mean, because I love Colin Baton Rouge. I put Colin Baton Rouge on all my playlists and it's always, always has to be a cover song. And it's like, bro, listen. You are great. You're not better than the other people who've given in to Spotify. Like, there's no, like, just. Go- I would imagine that there's groups of people that would, like, highly disagree with you. If I have any understanding of the country music scene, Garth Brooks is like the Wayne Gretzky of the country music scene, is what, from what I understand. I think we had a friend that was, like, invited us to go to, like, a. They're like, we're going to see Garth Brooks. Like, it was like supposed to be hype to me. I was like, neat. Like, yeah, oh, I'm so listen, sorry. I like, I, I said, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they did not enjoy listen, that response. It was funny. So at the last one of the last hockey games I went to with my with our buddy Danny, you know, they went to go see Garth Brooks. And I was like, that, that guy, a freaking punk, dude. <laughs> and I was like, dude, listen, I, I would totally be down to see Garth Brooks. I ain't spending fifteen hundred dollars on nosebleed tickets to see Garth I Brooks. I would almost be like remiss if like somebody paid me fifteen hundred dollars to go see <laughs> Garth Brooks, bro. Like, like, listen, I like his music. I'm not, I'm not spending that much. Like, my mom saw him when she was like in college or something. And like, yeah, he's great, but dude, like, yeah, he might do nine shows, but his tickets are so damn expensive. Like, bro, just I be don't on think Spotify. I, would, I don't think that I would ever find a person a, a musical artist that i would pay 1500 no, to see I, I mean i'm topping out like 200 250 i mean i'll go maybe. above that maybe like for for some people like i thought about doing that for like elton john see that like, uh maybe elton you know like yeah. one of those classics that you may never get to see again type yeah. of deal that kills a lot even then I, like, I like i don't feel good about spending like more than three four hundred bucks on, it, on something like it that just is, you know like i feel like i would just rather like spend like 250 to go to Bonnaroo and see like hundreds of musical artists with a couple of big names there. Like when I paid for my tickets to Bonnaroo and got to see Paul McCartney. Yeah. Like well worth it. Like I would have paid, I would have paid that money that I paid for the whole Bonnaroo experience just to see Paul McCartney again. All right. Around us out, but what's your snaps you stick? Dude, the fact that it's not Saturday yet. For your crawfish yeah, boil, bro, excited, I am man. just jazzed up, dude. That is something for crawfish that's, yesterday. oh boy, like, man, I mean, that's something that we do yearly, 
And I mean, there ain't nothing like a good crawfish boil. Oh, bro, I'm I'm jazzed up, ready to go. I'm mad that it's not Saturday yeah. yet. And then when I we hit that, then we're doing the Renaissance Festival on Ooh, Monday, yeah. Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Um, you know, obviously Memorial Day. Don't think a veteran. This is for the veterans that have passed on. So remember that, you know, everything they've done for us. But then after that, I got four days, four days, and then I'm beaching it, beach life, yeah. bro. So, but, all right, everyone, we will see you next week. Uh, have a great week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod. 